I've been to the south, I've been to the north, east and the west, in the middle of course. I may have been astray, but I've never been lost, never been beat by the road I've crossed. I guess I've been lucky to some degree for someone who ate all the fruit from the tree stars been aligned and my goose hanging high I'll be okay in the sweet by and by alright ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another Fueled by Joy, Working Dog Podcast, and once again this week we have Mr. Mike Green on the mic. Uh, Mike, Mike Green, I like it. We're going to have to change the spelling of his name, M-I-C, from now on, Mike Green. But yeah, he's here with uh, Doug Manns again for part two of the recording they did. Some good information on here, Uh, very interesting stuff. You guys give it a listen. We're talking about beagles once again. Uh, So yeah, good job to Mike. And thank you to Doug Manns for not only being a loyal Joy customer, but also a really good dog man. Uh, great podcast, and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Oh, we um, where I run is uh, state land. Um, it's called Macinawal Reservoir. And uh, it's basically just weeds, um, some woods and and um, they do farm put farm strips in there they've started putting farm strips ever so often in there and they rotate crop in there and then um they'll do that a couple three years they let it grow back up and they move to another spot and farm it for a while um but um it's pretty flat just you know just rabbit country yeah and you just running mostly cottontails or you got hair up there no just strictly cottontail just strictly cottontail. There's uh, the reservoir I run on. There's, I uh, believe, I'm probably not getting the right amount, but it's right around fourteen thousand acres up there to run on. Wow. So yeah. Now, now, are there a lot of rabbit hunters around your area, or? Uh, yes, there is. Are they? Yeah, a lot of them, and they hunt. They hunt it hard too. <laughs> I know. I understand that. That's the way it is down here. If you have a piece of public land down here, you can best believe you're not the only one that knows where it's at. Yeah. 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 I kind of had this one to myself for about a year and then uh, started holding some trials there and people got to know it. And now it's pretty popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now they hold AKC trials there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our club, Albion. Albion Beagle Club. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so y'all run the, y'all, uh, there at your club, y'all run them in the wild. You bet. Okay. Yes, sir. So down here in the South, the AKC clubs down here, most of them run them in enclosures, uh, like 30 or 40 acre enclosures. Yeah. There's some up in Michigan. Um, then Wisconsin's got pen, uh, fence grounds, uh, but that's other than that. I think most of the clubs are um, run out in the wild. Hmm. Yep. Better hope your dog's straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's the way I like it. There, it's just 
decide real quick what's going on. Uh, uh, and, and I, you know, I run UKC a lot. We don't have a lot of AKC, our style of dog down here. So I run UKC hunting beagle format. And, mm-hmm. uh, we run in the wild and uh we we see several dogs over the years you know strike out head another direction <laughs> i hear you so i don't know what I actually try to, <laughs> yeah i actually tried a, a new club uh give it a whirl about three or four weeks ago um it's a shoot off of pkc called abc you ever heard of it no i have not yeah it's it's they're new i mean they're starting it up everywhere but they're new it's a shoot off of the PKC, I guess. I think the only difference in the format is uh, uh, they're promoting more of a check dog. I, I think the check only is a, is only down. They're only got to be down for a minute instead of I think three on PKC. I'm not sure, but I think that's about the only change in it. That's the way we are in UKC. It's a it's a down for a minute that puts them in check, and then they have two more minutes to recover the track. Uh, before uh-huh. it's considered to be dead yeah so I like, yeah. That. I like that pretty good and there's other formats out there you know and they have like a 20 second time before it's considered to be a check and they're really promoting a check dog or a or a bother dog uh um dog that gets it back pretty quickly you know and, and goes with it so um, yeah there there's a lot of differences um you know, and and formats, you're gonna have a lot of differences. A lot of different people run different stuff, and then some people run the same. You know, they run AKC, run UKC, right? ARHA or whatever. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I think really it comes down to what's what's available to them uh, close to home. Right. So, what's the farthest yeah. that you drive to a to a hunt? Um, back then. <laughs> Um, upper the UP of Michigan, um, Wisconsin, probably they're both about eight hours, maybe nine. Uh, of course, in New York, it's probably about the same actually. Uh, Canada is, of course, quite a bit farther, um, but normally right around about three to four hours. Yeah, close here. So. Yeah, so that's like me going from here to say Coshocton, Ohio, to the Nationals or something. It's uh. Uh, or wherever they hold it at. Usually, if I go up in Ohio, it's up in that area, and it's it's a pretty much eight hours from my front door to there. Um, mm-hmm. What it takes me to do that, and so you know, uh, so as far as uh, what you've seen back then, so and then what you've got going on right now, um, it, and you're doing pretty much the same thing that you've done as far as training goes. You're pretty much running the same bloodline uh, that you've run, uh, being the Branco bloodline, and then producing pups there out of silver creek now when you decide on making a cross there at silver creek do you what what things do you take into consideration when you get ready to make that cross well i definitely won't cross one if i think it's got any kind of a fault um at all um i just i just look for the i want a dog that's got a good nose they've got to have a good nose to me that a dog got a good nose they can run quicker they can cover a check quicker um but i want speed speed's probably the easiest thing you can get out of them so i look for the line control and then the check work that's what i want yeah that's uh pretty much what everybody wants there nose speed check line 
And you're right, you know, and it's amazing. And I know you 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 agree with this, just like you said there. The the speed is about the easiest thing to get when you stick to a certain bloodline. But if you ever go outside of that and bring something in, sometimes this it takes you a little bit of time to get that back where you want it. Absolutely. Yep. Nine times out of ten, if you go out do an outcross, and you have to some, sure. um, you're gonna you're gonna drop some speed. I just about guarantee it. And it's hard to find that that good mirror bloodline, you know, when you when especially like when you're stuck with Branco for so long, Branco bloodline for so long, and then you uh, you getting dogs from Canada from Branco and Frida, and then you bring that in, and then you try to decide, okay, well, you know, where do I need to make an outcross here, and and not actually sacrifice at the same time is hard to do. Um, yes. Um, so I guess that comes down to when you make that decision, you're looking at, okay, this dog and this dog, they're, you know, though this dog may not be bred like this, but it's in the same family of, of category of dog. Um, it makes it a little easier, wouldn't you say, to, when you can mirror them out like that? Yes, it is. It's very, it sure is. So, so what are some of the mistakes that you've made? I know we've all made them. I think I, I think I've got a whole bucket full of them down here. That I've made and <laughs> so I'll never do that again. <laughs> have you ever made a? And you don't have to say a specific bloodline or anything, but have you ever made a like made a cross and then stand back and scratch your head looking at the puppies? Um, maybe to a point. Um, I the, back. I'm a lot, I believe I'm a little smarter now than I was back 20 years ago, but, um, back then, uh, I was breeding what I thought was, you know, superior in, at least in my kennel. A lot of times it didn't work out. I mean, they, they were rabbit dogs, no doubt, but they were not what you would call or what I would call take them out to the license trial and win a trial with them. You know, they just, they just didn't pan out that way. But, um, um, now I've, I've got a new perspective on it as far as that goes. And, and I know I've, I've figured out a little bit better what I want to breed and how I want to breed it, you know? So, yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about what it is that when you make a cross besides the characteristics and the, and the, uh, different attributes of, of the cross when it comes to the, the sire and the dame. Um, when you're looking at your, your Branco bloodline that you've had for some years, what is, when you look at that and you look at your dogs and you know who you want to breed, you know, you know, they're both good dogs. Uh, is, is there a time when you go back and you look at the pedigree and you want to see certain dogs in this to bring forward? What, what are some, what is some of that or your thought process that goes in behind that? Well, you just, I try to look back, uh, to or figure out or know what the ancestries you know how, how they run what they done and um since i've gotten some different bloodline from from branco i see uh dogs they run they run the same but they're you might say i guess just a little different style in in some of them and um i just try to make a calculation which which dog would cross good on this female or male, you know, back and forth to, um, um, to get the best pup I can get out of them. Um, I did make a cross with my one Al Capone male 
to my matrix female. Um, that was the litter that was born a year ago, January. And them pups turned out pretty daggone nice. Um, she's just a she's just a little bit she's a little bit harder hitting dog than what he is. They both got good noses, but his nose is just um, uh, probably a little superior to hers. I guess you might want to say um, he will he will actually when he when he come on check he will when he breaks down he he'll go out and look for it and he looks but he comes right back he knows exactly where he left it he come right back and he'll work at and work at and work at and he don't even he won't look up to see what another dog's doing um he does his job and he if he has to he will go out and get it but he don't do it right away and that she's on the other hand she'll come back point of loss check it and then she goes and finds it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so full of them <laughs> and 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 that uh you know um like for me when i when i'm sitting down to make a cross and and i'm looking at my on my branco bloodline um i'm looking at these dogs and some of these dogs that's you know that's been branco bred that came from canada uh, and I'm trying to make a decision on looking at the two dogs. And then I go back and once I look at the two dogs, I say, okay, this is, this is, these are the two I want to breed. Now I, I'll go back into, and then I'll study their pedigrees. And, and most of my dogs, I'm like you, many others, we already know what we're looking at, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but for me personally, I love to see Alibaba. I like to see him in there, all in there. Um, it's just something that the the attributes, the characteristics, and the the genetics that move forward from that um, mm -hmm. always seem to do well. Do is that something that you see on the same on on your end, or is there somebody else, another dog that you like to also have in there with that? No, I love the Alibaba. I I guess I'm partial because my first field champion was of course out of Alibaba, <laughs> and he was phenomenal. That dog had a good nose on him. He he was a snow hound. Um, and that's, we need that up here. Yeah. Um, but he, he would, um, early on his first season, actually on the snow, I, um, I, I taught him Cali Ho as a puppy real, and he was real responsive to it. And, um, I take him out and I'd jump a rabbit or see the fresh rabbit tracks and I'd Cali Ho him to that track and just point to it. I taught that dog to check them tracks and he, he run by sight a lot. He was he he'd run he'd run track by sight and uh, he of course you know he got check him but um, he it made him a phenomenal he was just he was just he could do it all any kind of weather it didn't matter he could do it he could run the rabbit and that kind of makes me partial to that bloodline but um, I've gotten the Al Capone when I got back into it Frida sent me some Al Capone dogs because she knew the style dog I like and. Um, of course, they're young. Their oldest is two on them, but uh, I'm really liking them real well. I mean, um, I've, I've not had any trouble. We haven't had a lot of snow this winter to test them, but we had some, and, and I've not had any problem yet. Um, I, I'm really liking their nose. I'm loving their speed. Uh, they seem to have it all put together. And it's amazing that DNA, how that works, because – we don't get uh, well it's like this year we didn't have not one not one snow flurry here at my house we didn't, uh -huh. we didn't have anything we had in february it was 75 degrees i mean you would have thought you was in florida around here 
yeah and uh so we didn't have any any snow whatsoever here now there was some in north carolina around the mountains and stuff but here in central north carolina uh, we didn't have anything, but in the past years when we have had snows, I tell you, and going, you know, talking about the DNA of these dogs and these hairhounds, and 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 being able to run it on snow, it it just amazes me at their ability. Because if it snows here, I'm going to run. I mean, it, it's I'm loading up and I'm going because we don't get it very often. I don't get the opportunity to run in it very often. But right. it's a, it just amazes me, and I'm sure it does you. At the, no matter how many generations that you breed it, it's still there. That ability to run on run on that snow and push that push that rabbit in that frost or in that hard snow or whatever it may be. Is that uh, I mean, is wouldn't you say that it's this the DNA? It's just the genetics of the dog over through years of breeding uh, coming out of Canada. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they they obviously knew they know they know what they're doing up there um they because i mean they've got to have a dog run on snow or they ain't gonna run no rabbit <laughs> let's face it they got three four foot of snow on the ground all the time mm-hmm. seems like but uh yeah it definitely it's in the dna uh, it, it, it goes back a long long ways a lot of the a lot of the trials i judged like in mid kentucky uh back in the day we always had snow down there in Kentucky, always. And uh, the dogs better be able to run on snow. <laughs> That's all there was to it. Yeah. Well, well, it's one thing's for sure down here. They don't have too often, but when they when they get the opportunity, they go. And I'll tell you what's even really surprised me uh, over the years and all the years that I've been running the, the uh, Branco bloodline. And, uh, and I run, I've got some Northway, uh, bloodline mixed mixed in with mine uh, on some of them, some crosses that I've made over the years. Uh, that does really good. It's a good. Uh, uh, it's a very good compliment compliment to the to the cross, you know. Um, but I brought in some other other stuff and made some good crosses with them. But it seems like they really still stick to that. But even if you even if you're half bloodline, you know, half Branco, and you uh-huh. have something that's whatever um you know other bloodlines that are mixed in together uh it seems like it always goes back to that that ability uh because they'll run down here you know i've got swamps down here uh and i've had my dog several of them swimming and swimming through you know two or three foot of of water and running around mm-hmm. and having that yeah. nose power to be able to do that on these swampers down here um, I'm sure you don't, you probably, I don't know. Do you get to run in swamp area much in Indiana? No, no, I sure don't. Uh, there might be some right down in the very Southern, Southern end of Indiana, but, um, I mean, it'd be a uh, four hour drive, you know, almost three hours at least for, to get to it. So, you know, I don't travel to try to find any, Yeah. But we're just strictly cottontail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we, we, we have mostly cottontail here around the house and it runs into the swampers and the marsh rabbits and stuff on down, down South and East. But, uh, but that'd be fun. It, they are a lot of fun. I, I tell you, they are a lot. They will sure, they will make your dog work. I can tell you that you will, you will <laughs> definitely find out what kind of rabbit dog you got when he has to deal with a swamp rabbit. Uh, because <laughs> that's the, I start all my puppies on swampers. Um, uh-huh. because if they can run him, 
um, they can run anything. Right, I see. They can because he is the twistingest, turningest, butt bumpingest rabbit. He will not get up and run. You can't. Sometimes you can't make him run. He'll just bump around and bump around. Huh. Uh, it will make a dog. Uh, it demands that they be able to run that track. Uh, I'll be darned. Well, that's cool. You catch them when they're rutting um, during the during the rut season, and they will they will drag your dog on a six or seven hundred yard. Uh, straight line run. I'll be darn. Yeah, we're man. We've been out. We're probably getting out of one breeding season now. We've been. We're probably in this just out of our second probably breeding season on the cottontails up here now. I think so. But you hit a little buck rabbit up here, and he'll 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 put them to the test. He'll he'll stretch them out down there where I'm running. It, it's you know. You got a lot of room to roam down there. <laughs> yeah. So what's your rabbit population look like up there? It's great where I run. I mean, it it is super. It it is. There's tons of them. Yeah. We got. You might. They might be running a rabbit, and and uh, you might see three or four cross path. <laughs> yeah. That ain't that is no joke. <laughs> say that's a good, and it's good and that's all the all the time anywhere you go. It's there's there's tons of them. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's one of the things that's a benefit to having, you know, a good population, good good healthy rabbit population, and being able to make rabbit dogs. It's a makes it a little bit easier. Um, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not so much easier, but a little less frustrating. Uh, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, we, if 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 I take mine out down, if I go down there, um, and I get, and I put uh, fifteen mile on them, and no. Oh, Two and a half, four hours. Two and a half, four hours around here. If I had a place to run, I don't. I used to, but I don't much anymore because deer hunters has got it all leased up. But uh, three or four hours around here, you might be lucky. They might get 10, 12 mile, but you might only get about half of that of running a rabbit. The rest of it, they're looking for one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Down there, it's pretty much solid running. So when you say you get 15 mile on running down there, you got actually 15 mile running. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, I've been running, running four fifteen miles, not not hunting and running. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that makes it nice. Well, and and that does make it nice when you can do that. Keep your dogs in shape. You know, less discouragement for them. They're they're constantly working. You know, when a dog, a lot of people don't realize when a rabbit dog, he is he is hunting the whole time he's running. Uh, I mean, this the hunt never stops. It's just when. Right. when the running starts and the running stops, but the hunt should be going on from the time he hits the, hits the ground off the tailgate to the time to, that last track's over with, and he's maybe headed to the truck. Sometimes they don't quit hunting then, but right. you know, to hold that track and run it and run it right, he's got to be hunting that track. He's got to, he's got to be hunting it and know where it's at. Um, exactly. It's not like being spoon fed, you know, or, or being put on a, put on a pool line or nothing, you know, it's uh hunting the whole whole way through and and just like with your dogs there and the way that you've described them you can tell that you know for them to be able to run like that and run 15 miles and somebody might would say well they didn't get to hunt all that much but they ran this much well the way i see it is is they hunt they got to hunt to hold that track or they will not have that track very long it'll be gone. right yep i mean you you can have your check work they got to hunt for that check they got to you know there's <laughs> they got they're going to be hunting the whole time but um 
it's just it's just uh, you just get more time on them i think just actual work and using their nose using the brain when you can run a rabbit constantly rather than just out searching searching trying to find a track you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now now i do this and you tell me if you do this or not i know with me i love and i'm and i've and i've made it well known to anybody that i love uh to take my dogs out on a hard day yes and, and and see what let me just see what you can do on the and I know you know I look at the barometric pressure humidity and the temperature and I know it's going to be tough to even find one much less running and I love to take them out so that I can see what are they going to do in these tough times are they going to come back and look at me like they're crazy or you know or like I'm crazy or are they going to go on and just hunt and hunt and hunt even if they don't jump a rabbit I can still consider that to be a good day even if they just, as long as they stay the job, is that, is that kind of the way you look at it as well? You bet. You bet. I take mine out. Sometimes I take mine um, with me to work. I work partway toward the air, toward the reservoir. And, and uh, when I get off work, I take them on down, dump them out. And I may dump them at the break of daylight. There may be a frost on the ground. looks like it's snow. Um, you know, or I take, or I take them in the late afternoon. I, I want to see what they can do any conditions, take them out on a, on a hard, crusty snow, uh, just anything. I, I want to know, I want to know what they can do. Um, you ain't going to find out if it's, uh, 20 degrees and blowing 20 mile an hour. You ain't going to find out if you're sitting in the house, you got (laughs) to get them out there and find out. That's right. That's right. And I've had mine out in some terrible conditions. I'll never forget. We had a hurricane coming in a few years ago and, um, I decided I wanted to go run as a, the pressure had changed and it, it had rained. It hadn't rained a lot just yet, but it was, it rained quite a bit. I'll never forget. I was sitting in the truck looking at my, my tracking device and the, it was raining just every way it could rain. We had a hurricane just barreling down coming, coming up from the, uh, uh, Southeastern corner of North Carolina, uh, through South Carolina. And now here I am out there running dogs and I was watching them on my tracking device and, uh, they, man, they was just burning one's hind end up out there. I mean, just smoking it. <laughs> and I took, uh, I got to noticing that they was all sitting. <laughs> all, all my dogs was sitting in one spot. And I, I drove down the road there to, uh, I said, well, uh, you know, it was like 280 yards. So I just drove down the road. And every one of them had quit and got up under this failed tree. And I got out and it was the kind of rain. It was raining so hard. That went literally when I opened the door, I was soaked. I mean, that was just the way it was. And I got out and I got them all up and put them in there. And I thought, you know, that might have not been the best idea. <laughs> yep, them hard driving rains. Man, I'm telling you, it was doing. We ended up with I forget how many feet of rain we ended up out of that out of that particular storm, but it was uh, it was terrible. Down, it flooded every river. I'm I'm talking about. Uh, I think it was forty some feet in the river bank, and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was uh, 2018 is when it was. I remember when it was. It was 2018 when it came, but uh, yeah. uh-huh. but I had them out there when that storm hit. I was out there in the rain with them, like a genius. <laughs> but, uh, you know. And and my motto is, and, and this is I, I say, the tough days make the good days that much better. Yes, sir. Totally agree. Yeah. The more practice they get on a tough day, working hard, 
concentrating on that track, trying to figure it out and working it out. The more that they get, the better them good days are there, the better your run is going to be. Yeah. And we know you got to have a mature dog to be able to handle that. You take a puppy out there and he's not going to do well with that. But if you got him with a couple mature dogs, you know, he can, he can learn to hash that out, you know, um, you know, in other words, just, and I, and I don't, I don't, I don't really do anything on my dogs. I don't, I don't put them on rabbits very often. I, I just let them do their own thing. You know, um, mm-hmm. I always say that the, uh, the teacher never, never, uh, dur- during the test, the teacher doesn't say anything, you know, yep. silent during the test and, um, no reason for now, every now and again, you know, if I got a young dog or something out there, I might, I might hock them on over here and get them on that rabbit. But, uh, a lot of times I just let them blow it up and let them figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to try to help them out a lot years ago, but anymore, uh, and I've found the, these dogs that I'm running right now, uh, they get on a hard breakdown. You think, well, that one's over with, and you just, you know, kind of sit there and wait on them they usually get it going again mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 they've, they're going to get him going again so trust you dog. Um, I've, I've learned to i've learned to trust them a lot mm-hmm. yeah well if you're going to feed them um, you know that's, that's what i say if we're going to feed them we're going to take care of them we're going to spend money on them uh we're going to trust them in the woods let's trust them in the woods you know um, yep if I, if I can't trust him he he won't be eating my joy dog food very long be, I guarantee it. He'd be doing something different, and uh, uh, so if we're gonna have him, might as well trust him. And I just sit there. I, I got a little old cheer that I carry with me, you know, and I just sit there in my little cheer. Either I walk around, you know, uh, I don't get to see him much. You've seen my places that I run online. It's just pine thickets, you know, and uh-huh. it's hard to see the dogs. But um, I just let them do their own thing. Let them learn. Let them learn. Yep. Yeah. One quick question I got for you before we get ready to to uh, to uh, close out here. I was, uh, do you have a solo program? Do you solo your dogs, or do you uh, have a program that you work with them like that? I I solo them some. Um, I what well, a lot of times what I do is I take because because I have to drive so far. I'll take I load up you know four or five dogs, but um, I'll throw like I got my young male out there that. I'm really high on, uh, I throw him out there for, oh, a couple, three hours and let him run by himself. And, uh, and I'll put him up and throw some more down, run me a pack for a little while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do like solo some, yeah. it's hard to do, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do enjoy this young male I've got right now that he, he, he does make solo and kind of interesting to me. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. And then, most of the young dogs, I will sew on some. I want to know what they can do by themselves, how they can handle, you know, tracks and this and that. But um, they've not been a disappointment on solo on so far. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I wouldn't say I do a whole lot, but I will, I will put them to the test and I will do it, you know, now and then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I love it. I love, I, I mean, I don't, I don't always love soloing. I love the, I love the, um, the end result. It helps. I, I really do. I really love it. Um, I mean, and I start them young doing it, you know, uh, out there. Um, just me personally, I, I will, but I do like you, if I'm going to be traveling a, a distance, you know, to go run, 
I'll load up this dog that I've got on solo. Uh, same thing that you said, and let that one dog do its thing for a little while, and then put that one up, and then let the other ones out. Or either I'll, or either I'll really, when you really want to do it, and you agree with this, you really want to put that pup to the test or that dog to the test you got solo. Let him run two or three hours, and then start packing fresh dogs to him. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then do that for about three more hours yep i've done that i actually done that some this spring uh i wanted to get this young male ready you know for trialing and and uh this and that and yeah yeah i love fresh dogging them <laughs> i do i have done that a lot yes sir That's tough on them, eh? <laughs> yeah but he sure uh he sure puts them in shape yeah i got that idea um i don't know really know how it came to be but uh when we we run hog dogs down here and uh, mm. we uh you know we bay up hogs and, and kill them and um <laughs> a lot of times you get on a runner and that that hog he might run three miles in one direction i mean really? yeah he don't care he just goes and one day we were running one and we kept every time we would get a crossing on him if nobody could get a shot. And I mean, we was completely all the way in another and a whole nother town running this, running this hog. And we kept packing fresh dogs to him, you know, trying to get him to, trying to get him to finally get tired enough to bay up. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that day, I thought, you know what? That's what I need to do with some, on my solo program. I need to, once I get them going and doing, I need to start packing fresh dogs to them. Now, that's probably nothing new, but to me it is. You know, over the past yeah. few years, uh, something that I had started doing. Uh, I'm sure many people have done it for years past, but I got to think about that hog, you know, and that joker, here he is. He thinks he's got plenty of distance between him and them dogs, and we started packing catching up you know we would we would catch up as many as we could and we'd pack three or four fresh ones on him and uh and it still takes several miles to get one bait up but uh, uh we run one uh from one county all the way to another county and back to our county uh before wow. and and if it wasn't for fresh dogs would have never been able to do that because they you know hog he can just keep digging they just keep going so that's kind of where i adapted that idea to pack fresh dogs to to that one dog running that rabbit yes sir i you know and i just had a thought i bet that rabbit thinks what in the world is going on back there <laughs> <laughs> exactly why why are they slowing down any <laughs> yeah so you so you said you got two litters coming you got two litters on the way um yeah be due here soon um yep within a week i hope gonna guess that they're Branco bloodline and uh, yeah it's actually uh, um it's actually um i bred to a dog a friend of mine joe clark oh yeah I know joe. found an uh older Branco bred male over there in ohio and uh we bred two females to him see what we could get out of him um he is pied piper and um <laughs> trying to think some of the here I brought it up. Um, he's Pied Piper, uh, Shady Creek, Tracker Jack, which is got they've got a lot of uh, Armando's mm -hmm. breeding in it uh, on the bottom side, and of course Pied Piper and Mondo's Hope, uh, Branco's Heel Prop, Alibaba goes right on back through, and, uh, and then on the bottom side, of course, it gets back into Alibaba, but um, it has some of the jigs and. Armando stuff on the bottom side, so. Oh yeah, that sounds exciting right there. I might have to 
yeah, we have to see see how see how they do and yeah, and uh, see how it might turn out. Good deal, good deal. Well, that's awesome, Doug. I, well, I'm looking forward to hearing how they're doing for sure. And I uh, enjoyed talking to you today. Enjoyed our conversation. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I know uh, we appreciate you what you do for the dogs for the for the uh, keeping a keeping a good solid bloodline, keeping good characteristics, and and making the, it's always important to be able to make the breed better. Uh, as yeah. as we go forward, we don't want to back up. We want to continue to try to make it better in uh, in each cross that we make and see what we get. And uh, and so uh, I do appreciate that. I know the other houndsmen, men and women that are listening. I know they appreciate that as well. And uh, and I appreciate you coming on with me today. Joy Dog Food appreciates you. Appreciate your uh, uh, being a customer for Joy and uh, uh, and everything that you do. Continue to do that, man, and keep it up and. Uh, um good lord willing we will uh cross cross paths one day and maybe we'll get to do some running together that'd be great that'd be great and thank you for thinking of me yes sir i appreciate you and uh we'll uh we'll see you next time ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you tuning in today to listen to the tour uh fueled by joy working dog podcast is our guest uh doug mans is with us out of uh indiana at silver creek kennels look him up and uh, y'all have a wonderful day I was born at morning on the first day of June, 1900 and something and two. My mom was a sweetheart, my father was too.